All right, here we go. Welcome into another episode of Indie BNB. Today, I am joined by Arian of Gorilla Toss. Arian, how are we today, brother? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. I'm actually uh, I'm packing for Europe right now. Leaving yeah. tomorrow for the tour. It's exciting. Yeah, I was we were lucky to get this slot in with you guys uh, on the Sunday before you guys head out. So I'm um, excited to kind of get get a little bit know you guys a little bit better and uh, ultimately uh, you know talk a little bit about that touring piece. But you know, obviously you you've been with the band from the start. I mean, you know, talk to the people who you have never heard of you guys before, and uh, you know, wh- when you guys started this thing, you know, what was the vision and and how's it you know exceeded your expectations or, or been about right where you thought it was going to be. Um, well, you know, it didn't really start with the vision, really. It was like we were all in Massachusetts. Um, me and Peter were going to school there, and it kind of just started as like, you know, where it's like, it's like what are we going to do? It's like, you know, you, you don't just like go to school and then, uh, you know, it's like it was a classical school. So it's like lots of people, they graduate, they study classical music, and they go on to do like something with an orchestra. But, uh, we were decided to take our chops and start a rock band and uh, it started, you know, small. I remember like the first tour we ever did was to South by Southwest. And I remember like going to the Dean's office to like ask for time off to go play South by Southwest. And it wasn't even like actually an official showcase. It was like a house show, (laughs) you know, somewhere (laughs) in Austin, like during South by, but like, you know, feeling I remember feeling very excited being like wow I get to like take time off from school to go tour with my shitty little rock band drive down to Austin Texas um and then uh you know playing lots of basement shows we were lucky to kind of like have uh this like beautiful scene blooming around us it's like it's a small town Boston so it was just like years of playing with our friends and um which is great it was kind of the sort of thing, just like playing like every, playing every few weeks, you know, um, which is kind of like the best way to like workshop material, really. So you can like sit in a room and write, but um, like working on music and then playing it at a weird basement show and then playing it at a club a few weeks later. So just lots of playing, man, and playing with like like-minded artists and touring with like our favorite bands for years. And then fast forward, like, 10 years later and uh here we are some of us are spread out live upstate i'm in new york city it's been good awesome man well you know obviously sounds like touring was a big part of the the foundation for you guys like you know when you guys write and when you're in the studio like are you thinking about all right how's this going to sound out you know in the show like it sounded like you guys had a process where you go in you write something play it in person and then you know go from there so like how much different is something that you write in the studio and then where it sounds um you know the way it sounds in uh in person i mean it varies from album to album we haven't we have a lot of albums but uh like this last time around it was mostly me peter and cassie during the pandemic just like hunkered down working on material really like post-production heavy um which was like a challenge because we were like all right we have to try and find a way to incorporate all these like interesting sound effects and stuff um into the live show and we weren't sure we were gonna be able to pull it off but we're like we have to you know um so we ended up getting like an extra sampler another keyboard um 
And uh, the way it has always kind of gone throughout our recording career is a lot of songs that don't actually end up working live, funny enough. You know, there's like certain songs that people always request and it's like, like, dude, we've never played that live. Like, sorry. You know, it just usually doesn't, doesn't like make it a bad song. It just kind of just doesn't really translate. There's a few of those on the last album. Um, So we try and get at least like a little over half of the album, at least to play live. But yeah, it's a struggle. It's like trying it out. And, you know, sometimes a few shows in you're like, yeah, it's not really clicking and, you know, move on to the next thing. Gotcha. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to how I found you guys was actually through a live show. I was at uh, I was down the street in Atlanta at the Variety Playhouse and I was seeing this band called Fruit Bats. Uh, My buddy Nathan called me and he was like, hey, man, I'm going to see Gorilla Toss at 11 p.m. at uh, aisle five. And I'm like, well, like right down the street. So fuck it. I'm going to go. That's where I know you from. I was like, you look familiar. I remember seeing you at the end of the show and you were like, you're like, hey, man. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah it's all coming back to me now um yes so you just you just kind of stumbled in huh yeah i mean like he had told me about y'all um and, and he, he had kind of shared some of y'all's music with me and then you know i was like i got my it's not like i need to see him live so whenever you guys you know so we're, at that point in the tour had you guys played some stuff already and kind of worked out the set or were you guys still kind of working it out with like you know coming back your first tour now, that was kind of that. the first tour back, if I remember correctly. If it was yeah. Atlanta, it must have honestly been probably like five or six shows in. So, yeah. yeah. And that was a good show, I remember. We always like playing Atlanta. Yeah. What are some of y'all's favorite venues down there? Dude, I honestly ne- don't remember. Each time it's somewhere new. We used yeah. to play at this spot that was like in kind of like a blown out part of downtown that was like something gallery. It was a DIY spot and it was pretty big. We put there a couple times. This was probably like seven years ago. That spot was really cool. I wonder, I'm sure someone who's listening to this or will listen to this that's from Atlanta would know that spot. Um, but the shows are just always like fun there. Yeah. That's very cool. Well, like, Whenever y'all are, obviously, you, you move on to the next city, go on. I mean, you know, a lot of the tour, I feel like you can get a little bit repetitive. So, like, how do you guys, you know, kind of keep things fresh on a nightly basis? Um, you know, do y'all switch the set list up? Is it something that y'all, you know, you know, I, I'm going to play a different way today? Like, what does that look like? We do switch the set list up um, every night. There's, like, yeah. you know, we work out, like, different. Before tour, we work out transitions that might be cool. So we kind of do segues. Sometimes we do like long stretches where there's like only like one break for the entire 45 minute set, which is like, that's kind of a fun challenge. It's also kind of intense, you know, it's like really depends on like the energy of the show. Um, So yeah, it's kind of fun to try and like figure out what songs and what like arch will work for the vibe of the room. It's like more of a mellow show or it's like, all right, it's going to be a banger. We got to do a lot of high energy ones. Um, so that keeps it fun doing yeah. interesting segues and set lists. Yeah. You know, yeah. And like when I went to the show, I was very like visually, it's like awesome. There's, you know, tons of, you know, lights, projector, there's so much going on. Like, how do y'all come up with that part of it as well? Like, is that, you know, everybody internal or is that there's somebody in y'all's crew that's like, all right, I'm the like VFX guy. Like, we're, you know, we're doing yeah, this we, tonight. We have a lighting dude. Um, 
we have had for we got a couple guys now. We got Willie, who we toured with for many years. He's from Macon, Georgia. Um, Fresh Produce Records. He's the man. So he's yeah. been he's been busy with his new record shop. So he's been sitting out the last couple tours. And then our buddy Matthew Mann um, also does visuals and projector lights. It's kind of just scaled down to just lights at this point. Sometimes we'll do visuals and lights um just for like the full sensory overload but yeah lights are cool man it's kind of like a nice way to like sort of really like uh, i don't know just like bring like a a presentation sort of like you know tell the audience that like this is an experience you know kind of otherwise also it's like after years of like doing lights um when you don't have lights it kind of just feels like you're a bar rock band playing in like a (laughs) dimly lit room like once you go to the lights, you can't go back. It's sort of like, yeah, we love it. It's fun. That's awesome. Yeah, we, you know, I think like that was one of the things that just stood out to me, you know, other than the just absolute, you know, transitions and, and y'all being able to play for, you know, long periods of time. Like y'all, are you, you know, is that something y'all work on getting in shape for? I mean, like, are you, are you having to like, all right, I mean, I know like we're going to be doing the 45 minutes of the night. I need to drink like a couple extra glasses of water. Like I'm just going to go or like. <laughs> Uh, definitely, man. I mean, definitely stay hydrated always. Um, no, we, we practice before we go out on a run. Um, I mean, right now we've like, we've been on tour for a minute. So it's like, you know, we had a few days off or actually we had a few days before tour started like a month ago where we kind of practiced a little bit, but then once like you start like, you know, playing, it's like everything starts to sound tight. And by the end of the tour, like everything is super tight and it's like kind of just becomes effortless, you know? So it's sort of like you're, you're building up your stamina and then like you kind of hit like the sweet spot and then you're just like coasting, hopefully from, from there on out, you know? Gotcha. Very cool. Well, we'll kind of get in, you know, obviously you guys have had, you know, spanned a lot of time, um, you know, I guess for you, what is some, you know, one song or, you know, something that maybe, you know, you had a part of writing um, that you're like, doesn't maybe get a lot of play, but you, you think that, you know, ultimately y'all poured into a lot and, and would love to give some love to, you know, which, which song would that be for you guys? Um, I think the other guys would agree with me and kind of like trying to hype up Cannibal Capital, the first single. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just interesting because it was like the last song that we wrote and it um it came together like one of those things where we were just it just like wasn't clicking and then it all came together in a day last song that we wrote ended up being the first song on the album one of those kinds of situations which was cool and um i kind of like that one just because there's like it's like musically like harmonically like kind of simple but like what brings it to life is like the insane post-production sound design stuff um and like lots of like different details you know it's like it's a pop song but it's not it's like weird but also there's hooks in it i think it's kind of like a good like all-encompassing tune a good mission statement for for the most recent album you know for sure for sure with when you guys like soup to nuts when you when you started that song like you said it all came together in one day did y'all start it and then kind of come back to it or what did that look like kind of Creating no, that. it was like it was like a session that like Peter had been working on for a minute, and then like there was like finally like I came like in with like this little like silly guitar part for the verse, and then like we tagged on like the intro from like another song into that, and it just kind of was like 
you know, like all the pieces were there with, with like a lot of like songwriting. It's like a lot of the pieces will just be there, but like it takes a minute to click and be like, oh, like this thing could work with this. You know what I'm saying? So it was just kind of like it took a took a moment of clarity to figure that one out. Gotcha. Well, Cannibal Capital, definitely the, the song spotlight of our you know, for today. Like within, you know, obviously you guys have gotten into this album, um, you know, and I've really listened to some very, very early stuff, like some 13 stuff. And then, I, you know, I go on and I turn in Heathen in me and I'm like, man, this is you know, a wild, you know, you know, a journey to, to this point. So, you know, when y'all are you're playing something early on your earliest stuff, like, you know, how much different were y'all then than you are now? And like, you know, is it is it just, you know, how you guys want to be is you know, that that sound now where it's a little bit more harmonic, a little bit more you know, melodic or is there, you know, there's a little bit more intense early in the early in the session so you know mm-hmm. talk to me about y'all yeah. kind of like transition in, in from the you know album to album there yeah it's definitely intentional i'm i mean you know it's like we've been a band for 10 years so you don't want to repeat yourself and i just think uh the the albums are kind of just like indicative of like where we are at in our lives like you know the music that we were all listening to when like in 2013 2014 and all the bands that we were playing with. If you listened to like our Jeffrey Johnson, like our first album, um, I don't even remember what year that was. It might've been like 2012, 2013. And you like listen to all the bands that were playing in Boston at that time, you would be like, oh, this makes sense. You know, it sounds like yeah. they were listening to that music and playing with those bands. And then when we like kind of signed to DFA, we were in New York at that point. Um, I would say that the band, you know, this album kind of sounds more like we were living in New York at the time. I don't know. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we, we all like, you know, a lot of different musics and hopefully that shines through on each album. Gotcha. What's your, what's your, what's your biggest influence, I guess. And, and what goes into your songwriting? Like who do you listen to that you like get inspired by? <laughs> I mean, the last album, like we were kind of listening to a lot of, um, I guess me and Peter were workshopping stuff. We were trying to like figure out like different production techniques and be like, oh man, like how they make this record sound like this. Like a lot of stuff from like Warp Records, you know, like One O Tricks Point Never, Autecra, um, like FX Twin, and a lot of like glossy pop stuff like Charlie XCX, Caroline Polachek. Um, stuff that just sounds like insane, but also amazing on speakers, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Rec- yeah. It's fun to like listen to records that sound amazing, you know, that make you stop and like really want to turn it up. You know, it's easy to get like sucked into uh, just like getting lost in playlists nowadays, but I still think uh, there's something to be said about albums. You know yeah. what I mean? Like listening to full albums, like the full start to finish album would like, sequencing and like listening you know to the flow of like each song um anyways it's a long-winded answer and i kind of went off on a tangent there but yeah lots of like modern pop music you know electronic music for sure yeah one thing on here like we found when we talk with people who like they're all very indie smaller indie bands or they're you know in different different parts of their journey like a lot of people like, yeah, the, the the modern pop and like what other people are listening to, like it's good. You know, people, <laughs> there's a reason why yeah. it's you know, that it's lifted up so high, and definitely, 
can can play a part in in a different person's sound. So you know that's something we always I, we hear a lot. Like yeah, I listen to a lot of like this popular artist. Like of course, like yeah. there's you know it's 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 hard not to. Um, but I want to transition over. You know, obviously, uh, Gorilla Toss is a unique name. Uh, you know, I, I always we're always curious about band names because there's always either a story. It's like yeah, we just picked this thing because it sounded cool. So what is it, you know, is there, is there something special meaning behind it or is it just, uh, you know, something I'll picked out of the hat Two two words that came together. <laughs> That's uh, that you can thank Peter for that band name. It's a Donkey Kong reference. I didn't play Donkey Kong. Uh, I yeah. heard it's great. So I actually don't, <laughs> I don't know the specific reference, but Donkey Kong. <laughs> Donkey Kong. Awesome. I got it. Yeah, I would have follow up questions. Like is it Donkey Kong 64 or Donkey Kong country? Like, I would I would imagine sixty four whatever like the OG one is I don't know yeah I, I guess sixty four yeah mm-hmm. yeah so cool I saw that's interesting yeah and then there's a dog featured pretty heavily uh, on a lot of your you know posts you know your your Instagram everything in Watley so you know what does the dog mean to you guys does the dog travel with you I mean what's going on there oh he travels with us big time he's not coming to Europe unfortunately it's like too long of a plane ride but uh yeah wally's great wally got cassie got wally cassie and peter got wally like when they moved upstate just mm-hmm. about um after living in nyc and he kind of just uh i think they got him for like 200 bucks or something like he was like shipped up from alabama some sketchy shit like that yeah <laughs> and uh he just ended up being like the perfect tour dog. Like I, I will, I will say I had my doubts. I was like, guys, you can't bring a giant chow chow on tour. Like that's crazy. <laughs> but it turns out like he doesn't like, he needs to pee like once a day. Like we have to stop to pee more than he does. He sleeps like 20 hours a day. Um, super chill. He's the best. And yeah, so he kind of ended up becoming our, our mascot. That's all. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So one of the, you know, I, I always love to like hear kind of some stories on tour, but like I always ask about these venues and, you know, you play a ton of different places in, in you know, a, a you know, short period of time. Like what are some places that stuck out to you as far as, you know, cool venues or, you know, this one place to eat was awesome or, you know, this sound engineer was a wild guy. Like, you know, talk to me more about, you know, any, anything that stuck out to you from this most recent tour wild tour experiences man i mean you know like silly stuff happens here and there but it's generally just like everyone is like pretty much just like really nice and it's like always just like a good time to uh i don't know roll up to the venue and like the sound guy is nice sound person excuse me and um i don't know the front of house person like get gets us what we want and like we we don't need much it's like you know if the rider has a little kombucha on there and we get some berries we're happy with that um so we don't we don't like require too much on that end but yeah fun funny store or good places to eat shoot man i like we kind of like stay dog and like mexican food like pretty much on tour it's sort of like become an inside joke like we pretty much eat Mexican food like every day. So going to find like the hip taco spot whenever we're in town is kind of like our thing, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. What's your, I mean, I, so you, 
what are your go-to tacos? I mean, are you a you know red meat barea kind of guy, or are you more uh, you know are you more chicken person or you know, shrimp? I like what do you go with? I like to I like to get a mix if possible. I mean, I'm on this like gluten free thing now, so it's like I I pretty much can only eat tacos. Can't do the flour tortilla. I miss yeah. burritos, but tacos enchiladas. I'll do like. I go crazy with tacos. I'll get like six tacos and I'll do like two chicken, two al pastor. If the spot looks legit, yeah. re- if the spot really looks legit, I'll get like some tongue or something, you know, like yeah, lingua. Um, oh yeah. Lingua. You got to get the lingua. If it's like at like a legit spot, you can't be going to like, I don't know, Chipotle, a Chipotle style <laughs> place, like asking for that. But um, I would say it's the perfect meal. Absolutely. Just like six tacos with some good salsa verde. And when they do the uh, the pickled like you know jalapeno carrot mix on the side, like ooh, that's it, that's it, baby. I like it. Is there one spot that stuck out to you, like in a, in a certain town, or we stopped at this like one like random spot, like driving up to Portland, um, and we like loved it so much that like we went back like a second time when we did like our run with pavement like a month later, I couldn't even actually tell you the name, like, but, um, it's always like the random, like, yeah, taco trucks, like in the middle of nowhere that blow your mind. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, I'm and speaking of that, like our, our fan question, uh, my buddy, big head, uh, AKA Nathan Robinson. He, of course, he's the one who called me, uh, after I was at fruit bats and was like, dude, you need to come see grill toss for me tonight. It's down the street. I was like, nice, let's go. So his, uh, his fan question to you guys, big fan. I'm now seeing you four times, twice as headlining and twice opening for pavement. So two part question. Uh, how does your approach differ when playing with like as an opener versus playing as the headline? And how is it opening for a story that like pavement? They're an all time favorite of mine. And I was always excited to see you guys play with them out West. Oh yeah. Pavement was great, man. Those guys were just like the nicest people ever. I mean, like, so humble and chill and just, like, we got to hung, hang out with them, like, on the final night because we did, like, five shows with them, I guess, in total. And they're all just, like, dudes. Um, it was definitely, like, the biggest support tour that we've done. Our biggest, like, opening spots ever. So there were some nerves involved at first because, you know, it's like they were, they were all theaters, so they're all seated spots. Yeah. So we're like, okay, okay, like, well, we're gonna we're gonna play a thirty minute set, and like, probably like people will be walking in while we're playing. Like, maybe they'll be paying attention to us, maybe not. But I think it went over well. Um, I mean, granted, people were shuffling in while we were playing. That's just kind of like the role of the opener in yeah. big uh, big zones like that. But um, it was actually fun to like play those big rooms because those huge theaters have kind of like this natural like reverb that like kind of like glues all the sounds together, you know? So I think, I think we like read pretty well in like big rooms like that, I will say. And um, yeah, it's like, you know, rooms like that, like the crew, there's like such a production team involved behind that. So it's like, you get like everyone, you get like a front of house guy doing sound. You get someone just separately doing your monitor mixes. So like everything sounds really good. Like I would say, you know, compare it to like a lot of the shows we do where it's a little more DIY. You kind of just have to wing it and hope that people can hear 
you know, like the vocals and the guitar and the drums, but like when you can hear yourself and you get a nice mix of like yourself and the rest of the band, it it's like easy to play, you know, and then it's like way more enjoyable. And then hopefully in turn, I think we play better when we can kind of hear ourselves. Yeah, definitely. And what about, you know, do you, is there any different preparation for as being a headliner versus, you know, being, you know, or sorry, as being a opener versus being a headliner? Yeah, well, the, the set times are shorter. So we kind of like need to like hone it in with like, you know, what'll, what'll hit the best. It's like 30 minute set versus like an hour set. I think we had like maybe a couple 45 minute sets in there. But um, yeah, just like trying to figure out like what, which songs will work best. Uh, but other than that, it's like, we, we, you know, the setup is the same. We're just yeah. like on a bigger stage. We're, we're farther away from each other. <laughs> like the, fir the first show we played in San Francisco, like we were trying to like, like figure out like the configuration just because it was such a big ass stage. And like our keyboard player, Sam, like ended up like a mile away, like down on the side of the stage. <laughs> and like, there's, if you see a picture of it, there probably are pictures. It's like, it looks like he's not even in the band. <laughs> he's just like off on the side of the stage, like mixing monitors or something. It's like, you know, it's like, I kind of, I like being like closer to everyone, but it like, it, it looks in turn kind of weird if you're all like huddled together on a huge stage. So I guess that's something uh, we can try and work on. So it feels a little weird for sure to play big stages like that. Is that the first time y'all have done something like that uh, with Pavement this past, uh, this past year? Um, yeah. I mean, we've done like, you know, support tours. We did a cool uh, tour with like Battles. I don't know if you know those guys back um, before the pandemic. They're a duo, but those are some pretty big shows. And those guys are great too. That was really fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're always like trying to like go on tour with our heroes. So who knows what'll happen next? Hopefully something well, who, really good. Before we get into PP or something, who, who is that band? Like, you know, for you, like you'd be kind of fan, fangirling a little bit or fan, you know, fanning out a little bit for the first, uh, you know, first tour when you got to meet them, like what would be an a, a ideal act to open up for that you'd be really, really stoked about? Man, it'd be really cool if we could like do some shows with King Gizzard. Um, yeah, I would I would say because we we've been listening to them a lot in the van, and they're just like a super fun group, and they put on a really cool live show. Saw them once back, I think it was like 2015. Um, big band too. I forget how many dudes are in there, uh, but that'd be fun. And I feel like that's like the perfect kind of like their crowd could really vibe with our music too so it'd, it'd be fun kind of going into that situation playing to their crowd um yeah that would Very be cool tight. all right king gizzard if you're listening you gotta you gotta <laughs> know you gotta you got a, a potential opener here let's get let's get it hooked up yeah they're dude they're definitely listening they're gonna like <laughs> i'm gonna be thanking you they're, we're gonna get the dm yeah. tonight being like yo heard you guys on the podcast 100 100 they're listening um all right We'll get into Pete Peterson's party pack questions and, and, and wrap this thing up here. Um, it's going to be a this or that, you know, rapid fire. So we're going to go in three, two, one. Here we go, Pete Peterson's party pack questions. Cake or pie? Pie. Key lime pie. Oh, yeah, I like key lime pie. Uber or Lyft? Ideally, neither, but uh, Lyft. Lyft, okay, all right. Gatorade or Powerade? 
Gatorade. Gatorade. Is it in you? I like it. All right. Night in or night out? What are you liking better? Um, after a long tour, night in. After not touring, night out. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Uh, would you rather hit a home run or score a touchdown? <sighs> home run. Home run. All right. Hitting bombs. I like it. Ninja or pirate? What do you identify more with? Ninja. Ninja. Hands down. Okay. Candy corn or candy pumpkins? Whoa. Candy pumpkins? Is that like candy going but shaped like pumpkins? Yeah. You never had candy pumpkins? No. Is that a is that a southern thing? I ain't never seen candy pumpkins. I mean I love candy corn, so and I love Halloween, so I'm gonna have to say candy pumpkins. All right, all right. Tendies or wings? I mean you started gluten free, so Ooh. It's gonna have to be wings because those tendies yeah. probably have flour on them, my man. <laughs> yeah, unfortunate, unfortunate. Ranch or blue cheese with those wings? Ranch. Okay. All right. Would you rather have toast or a bagel? Oh, I love bagels. Bagels are my desert island food, man. Bagel with locks. Forget about it. Okay. All right. I like it. Are aliens real? Definitely. Definitely. A thousand is percent. Big, Come on. Is Bigfoot real? Mm, probably not. Is love at first sight real? Mm, yeah, sure. Okay, all right. If you walk into a party, what are you more like? And your your jam comes on. What are you more likely to do, the robot or the worm? Oh, probably the the robot. I'm not getting on the floor, man. No way. Sticky beer. No floor. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You guys eat a lot of Mexican food. Guac or queso? Oh, guac for sure. Queso, mm, I don't know. Hot cheese, overrated. All right, all right. I like it. All right, candles, unscented or scented? What do you like better? Um, I feel like if I'm gonna light a candle, I want a little scent. Yeah, scent for scent. sure. Okay, sunrises or sunsets? <sighs> Sunset. Okay, cheddar or Swiss? We go with cheddar. Okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. All right. And the final question of Pete Peterson's party pack of questions, as always, um, who are two bands that uh, we don't know that we probably should check out? Uh, they could be bands that you guys have toured with, bands that you are local and buddies with. Uh, just give us a couple bands. Mm. Bands that we should you should check out. Let's see, what were we jamming in the car? I mean, you might have even heard of some of these bands. Um, Horse Lords, one Horse of my favorites. Lords. Old Pals. Shoot, I'll, I'll plug those guys any day, man. Those guys are great. And they're all like geniuses, musical geniuses in their own respect. So definitely check them out if you're just like into weird kind of kraut rock. And um, who else? How about Turbo World? Have you heard of Turbo World? Those guys are great. You should check them out. Our old bass Turbo player, uh, Steve Cooper. That's his band. Like really cool prog with like some like fun hooks. Uh, great guy, great band. Definitely check I like them out. that. I like that. So Horse Lord and Turbo World and Old old Pals. Is that what you said? All, all old pals. All old pals. I like it. I like it. Well, we will definitely check them out. Um, well, Ari, I appreciate you coming on the podcast for, for today and, you know, best of luck, you know, packing up for Europe 
Uh, I know it's going to be a great tour over there. Um, you know. Anything you want to say to the people before you leave? Bon voyage. Oh, man. Um, to anyone that's been coming out to see us over the years, thank you. And please keep coming out because we got more new stuff coming. And uh, thanks for having me. Nice to see you again, Grant. Yeah, you got it, man. Awesome.